God's got a sense of humor. He really does. I said years and years and years ago, Lord, I want to minister to hurting people. And he says, I know just the way to help you do that. I'm sitting here this morning, and I almost put a brace on my neck. Right now, my good knee is my artificial knee. My former good knee is screaming at me. It's thrown my low back out. I'm wearing a brace on my back because my back is out. It's affecting my neck. So if you are really hurting today, don't complain to me. (laughs) I would ask you to, I forgot to have Pastor Kenny mention this, but uh, a young man, a 30-year-old man named Colton Ginther, prayed to receive Christ as his Savior Tuesday night. So uh, he's really going through it. I was hoping he'd be here this morning. He wasn't here this morning, but he was out Friday night. But he's really struggling some things. I'd ask you to keep him before the throne also. That's Colton Ginther, G-I-N-T-H-E-R. Just be praying for him. Hopefully we'll see him out and we can get him discipled. My message is heavy this morning, okay, because I'm finishing up the seven New Testament mysteries. And I couldn't preach it on Mother's Day. We had last Sunday was canceled, right? So that's two weeks. We had the special speaker in, but things got held up because the last mystery in the New Testament is Mystery Babylon. And so we're going to be going a little deep this morning. But before that, just to make you relax a little bit more, I just thought... uh, What's going on in the world, we just need, you know, the trouble with Russia over in the Ukraine and everything. I have um, just a couple jokes for you. A Russian, American, and a blonde were talking one day. The Russian said, we were the first in space. The American said, we were the first on the moon. The blonde said, so what? We're going to be the first on the sun. The Russian and the American looked at each other and shook their heads. You can't land on the sun, you idiot. You'll burn up. And the, and the Russian said the Russian, to which the blonde replied, we're not that stupid, we're going at night. I want you to know, I'm not trying, I was blonde before I was white and before it started disappearing, okay, so if I'm, you can picking on you, okay, just ask my wife, I'm a blonde at heart. The blonde reports for her university final exam that consists of yes-no type questions. She takes her seat for the, in the examination hall and stares at the question paper for five minutes and then a fit of inspiration takes out her purse, removes a quarter, and starts tossing the coin, marking the answer sheet yes for heads and no for tails. Within a half an hour, she is all done, whereas the rest of the class is still sweating it out. During the last few minutes, she is seen desperately throwing the coin, muttering and sweating. The moderator, alarmed, approaches her and he asks, what is going on? She says, I finished my exam in a half an hour, but now I'm rechecking my answers. One more. Okay, then you'll be thoroughly disgusted with me. How's that? A girl was visiting her blonde friend who had acquired two new dogs and asked her what their names were. The blonde responded by saying, the one dog is named Rolex and the other dog's name is Timex. Her friend said, who ever heard of someone naming dogs like that? And she goes, hello, they're watchdogs. You come to my house, you better check the time. Okay. I have a 30-pound dog that is all bark. Okay. Open your Bibles to Revelation chapter 17. 
I'm not going to rehash or go through the other six mysteries that we have studied and preached on. If you want to know what they are, look them up. You can go to the website and you can listen to the messages. If you liked them, you'll love today. If you didn't like them, I'm hoping it works out good today. Amen? Revelation chapter 17. Revelation 17. In verse 1, and it says, And there came one of the seven angels which had seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore. Remember that. The great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So she carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of the names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet, in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of the abominations of the filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was the name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, and the abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus, and when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Mystery Babylon. What we see here, about here, and I want you to know, if you want to know why so many so-called Christian religions on the face of this earth are messed up, they're not staying with the revealed Word of God, they're compromising right now, even ones that preached the Gospel in years past have now learned from this great whore. A horror is a woman who sleeps with what? Many men. This is, a, this is an adult service this morning primarily. But I want you to understand, this is talking about a spiritual whore. About someone who compromises in every area to gain what she wants. And that's what this is speaking about this morning. And what we see here, Okay, and I want you to know, we're going to continue on in Revelation chapter 18, Revelation 14 and verse 8, because many of you think that you read the book of Revelation from cover to cover, and it's only talking about one continuous event, and it's not. If you look at it, you'll find it's multiple times through it. Okay? What number do you think it might be? Tell them, Pastor Kenny. Four times. Four times in the last book of the Bible to show you at the second coming of Christ like you have how many Gospels at the first coming. There's a lot more going on in this book than what you realize. Okay? And I want you to see, we're learning about this, this city, Mystery Babylon, because most people don't understand it. And you find here, one, that it tells us of the great horror that sitteth upon many waters. So it's a great city. Babylon. It's a religious system, not just a city, but it is a city. And she made all the nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. 
You see that in verse 2. So it's a spiritual situation. And then you'll see she's fallen twice because it tells us, you know, in Revelation 18, and it tells us, if you continue, I said, Revelation 14, it says Babylon has fallen, is fallen. See, this is a harlot. And I want you to know there was a city, physical Babylon. It was a kingdom that ruled in the Old Testament. And it was a situation where a religion came out of that kingdom. And they called their priests Father. And they worshipped the Queen of Heaven. If you don't know what those terms are, I'll bring them back around for you. Because there is a religion today that calls their ministers Father. One of the funniest things ever had happened to me, and I can't sit still, so if I fall down, he'll finish it. Okay. But you know, it's one of those things, I've had people who visit for the first time. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, I want you to know no religion can save you. Only Jesus Christ can. Because He is God the Son. He's not just the Son of God. A Son of God, like another religion says. He is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He is God the Son. He is God manifest in the flesh. I got saved out of a religion that had a, their ministers called Father. I find it interesting because Jesus tells us, I believe it's in the book of Matthew, He says, call no man Father, but your Father which is in heaven. Someone's trying to ascribe a power. And the high priest of Babylon sat on a throne and spake, as of God. And it ends, we'll get a little bit farther, I'm getting ahead of myself, but some of the background of that Babylonian religion was that they worshipped a mother-son. Now, the same worship is carried over into Egypt, Egypt with Isis and Horses. Okay? It's carried over into Greek mythology. It's carried over into pagan Roman mythology. And it's been carried over into a religious system. And people think, you know, when they read their Bible, oh, that was Babylon of old. No, it's a mystery Babylon. It's no longer a city country just per se. It is a pervading religious system that affects the whole world. And it's not preached about much today because you know what modern Christianity is doing? They're going along to get along. You cannot do that and be right with God. You cannot do that and present the truth of the Gospel to a lost and dying people. It's not a popular message today. I graduated from North Star Bible Institute, Ministry of First Bible Baptist Church in Rochester, New York. North Star is no longer, the institute's no longer there. They have another institute, it's called a different name. But when I had to study different times, when you get into church history and you've got to look at writings, you've got to understand there's a lot of good religious writings that are agreement with the Bible that come from other denominations. But there was a problem. I got sent over to Rochester Colgate Theological Seminary to do research for thesis. 
because they had the books there, and I was preaching and I was writing. I had to write a 120-page thesis to graduate. And I was studying something out, and I went there. I had spent many hours there. But I found an interesting. Rochester Colgate Theological Seminary trains Methodist ministers, Presbyterian ministers, some Pentecostal ministers. And in the same seminary, is St. Bernard's Catholic Seminary. And they all sit in the same classes. Come ye out from among them and touch not the unclean thing. Mystery Babylon. It's a harlot city. Look at the details. She's a great whore. She sitteth upon many waters. Now look at verse 15 of Revelation chapter 17. He saith unto me, the waters which thou sawest, because you got to you know when people go, well, that's your interpretation. Well, that's people. Well, the, the Bible interprets itself. Scripture with Scripture. Spiritual with spiritual. Amen? And I'm not preaching through the book of Revelation. I've done it before. Pastor Kenny's taught through it before. But watch this. In verse 15. And he saith unto me, that's the angel, and he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest where the horror sitteth are what? Peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. So she sitteth upon many waters. She has an outreach across the world, religiously. It says that the kings of the earth committed fornication with her. She's arrayed in purple and scarlet. I got saved out of Roman Catholicism. I'm listening to Mike Viscom grunt. We have a very similar background. If you're here and you were raised Roman Catholic, you know exactly what I'm speaking about. Okay, you know the color of the robes for certain holidays. It's been carried through. Decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. They have a golden cup. You know, I'm, I'm different, right? You agree? I'm a little different. <laughs> I was hurting. I couldn't sleep. I watched Indiana Jones right, in the Holy Grail. And Indiana Jones has to go, and they've got the Knights Templar. They're, this guy is from the time of the Crusades. <laughs> okay? He's thousand years old, you know, he's, he's in there, Indian Jones has this problem, he has to, by faith, has to be able to get to where he's got to find the Holy Grail because his father's been shot by a Nazi, and to get him to make sure India and would go get it, because if he got the holy water, that from the, the dip they could put it in the Holy Grail and bring it out and pour it on, the wound, Indiana Jones' father, Sean Connery, would be healed. You're saying he watches too much TV. Well, it's all by faith. He goes there and he comes out and the, one of the Nazi guys, historian, wants the thing because if you drink the water, it's supposed to give you eternal life. Anything out of the Holy Grail, which is the cup of Christ. See, if you can drink of the cup of which I drink, as Jesus said. And they try to apply that and it's thing going through this. And the guy runs in following him and he's got a gun and he's going to choose 
and drink first before it could be taken out to Indiana Jones' father. And he looks, and it's going to be the golden cup of a king. And he looks for the brightest, most bejeweled, you know what I'm saying? A goblet with jewels, rubies and diamonds and pearls all around it, and it's bright, shiny gold. And he says, this must be it. And he dips it into the water there and drinks it. And when, if it's not the right one, you don't live forever, you die immediately. You shrivel up, the next thing you're looking at this skeleton, and down it falls. And so Indiana Jones has to look, and he's trying to find the Holy Grail, find the cup, and he looks for this nondescript, plain cup of a carpenter. And that's the one. And you see, I'm not saying all that's true. All I'm telling you is the world so many times thinks that which is shiny is the best. Well, he saved his dad. And then, he, then they lose the cup. So it can't be you for someone else. So you want to, I'd only give that movie three rotten tomatoes. Okay. But this golden cup with precious stones and pearls. And it goes on there and it says there in verse 5 of our text, And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. It goes on and tells us she's drunken with the blood of the saints and the blood of the martyrs. Why? Many of you, they don't teach history like we used to have history. And people don't know what happened in the Spanish Inquisition. And people don't understand what the background of the Jesuits is for. Many of you aren't Catholic. You have no idea. But I was raised Roman Catholic, and I'm telling you, Mystery Babylon is Roman Catholicism. Verse 18 of Revelation chapter 17. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. You notice it had a name written in her forehead? Is there another thing that takes place in the book of Revelation with somebody having a mark in their forehead? Gee, I wonder what that could be. But that's another message. Read the book of Revelation. This is not talking about pagan Rome. You say, you get into your message? Yeah, I am. Do you believe I'm one-third done? I'm only ten minutes in? Don't worry, it gets longer. Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2. Now he's speaking here to the church in Revelation 2 and verse 18. And unto the angel of the church of Thyatira, that was a church, an actual church in a city at the time right after the crucifixion of Christ when the apostles went out, it was a church at the time that the apostle John was given the revelation. Because the apostle John, is by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is the one who gave us the book of Revelation. And it says, Unto the angel of the church of Thyatira, 
that represents a literal church historically. It represents a period of time dispensationally. Right, these things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works, and thy charity, and thy service, and thy faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and that the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which called herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, now see, that's back in a historical period of time. And this church came out with Jezebel. She repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. That's not speaking of pagan Rome. Not in the Great Tribulation. That's not speaking of pagan Rome. Rome is not a great power. <laughs> Do you realize what language the Italians would be speaking if it wasn't for America? It wouldn't have been manja manja. I'm telling you that now. Okay? So we won't turn there, but in 1 Kings 16, verses 30 through 33, you find Jezebel. Now, who was she? She was a pagan queen. Okay? She was married to a so-called Jewish king. She was married to Ahab. And she forced big-time worship of Baal. Because that was her background. And you know, in Baal worship, they call their priests father. And they always dress for their ceremonies in black. You get the picture? You get the picture? Find it interesting. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Now, this is the first general epistle of Peter, right? Where was Peter writing from? He was writing from the Catholic Church themselves teaches that at this time Peter was in Rome. That's where Peter was crucified upside down by the pagan religion of Rome. But they teach he was in Rome. Their own teaching. Roman Catholic Church. Watch. 1 Peter 5, verse 13. The church that is at Babylon, elected together with you, saluteth you, and so doth Marcus, my son. There was a church in Rome. Peter referred to it as Babylon. Because the Babylonian worship had been adopted into pagan Rome. And it was gotten known by that by the believers. Go back to Revelation chapter 17. You say, Mystery Babylon. It's a mystery because people don't understand it. I've had people call up and say, Would you take part in our ecumenical services? And I say, Thanks, but no thanks. 
Now, I'll go to a national day of prayer, and I'll pray with people of other denominations. I've actually shared funerals with a Lutheran priest and a Catholic priest. They didn't want to share it with me, but some of my family wanted me to speak. And they waved smoke and mirrors. No, smoke to drive off the unclean spirits so that the body of the dead person, that that soul could ascend to heaven. And they're going through, and you go down the aisle, and the, the casket is going down the aisle, and the black-robed father is in the front of it, swinging this thing with incense in it, just like it talks about incense in a minute. And the Lutheran... <laughs> I won't say anything about him, but he was nice. And I thought he was just going to run around throwing flowers behind him. But they got up, <laughs> and they got done. They brought him, they put the, the casket down, and they did their, their chants and their prayers over him. And then I was asked to, to stand up and speak and give a testimony. And it was my great aunt. And I said, Aunt Helen is not here today, and no demon can touch her. No devil can get near her because irregardless of whatever church you think can take you to heaven, she knew only Jesus Christ could save her soul and she had trusted on Him as a young teenage girl, prayed to receive Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. And I can tell you by the authority of the Word of God, she's in heaven today. Some of the saved people at that, they loved it. But this was the funeral and her husband was my great uncle who I led to the Lord on his deathbed. And he went to Mass six nights a week. And the priest groaned at me, and I think my uncle cocked the handgun in his pocket. Because I gave them the gospel. I had family members, brothers and sisters, who had not saved yet. I still have a brother who's not out of that yet. You understand what I'm saying? They practice the same thing. They adopt it. Because it's a harlot, it will do whatever it needs to bring someone in. We have old rugged cross, right? You know who's not on there? Because we don't have a dead religion, we have a living Savior. You know what the background? When this church came back into authority again, was with a certain general who prayed and saw the sign, and it wasn't the cross of Christ that he saw, and it said, in this sign, it was the vision he had, go forth and conquer. If you don't believe me, you can read about it. If you don't know his name, look it up. He's been too busy and has had too lack of sleep for me to pick on him and say, go ask Pastor Kenny. Okay, Martin's not here this morning because this guy pulled a bunch of double duties because someone had to stay with Patrick 24 hours around the clock. Okay, look it up. You can find it in the history book. It was in this sign, go forth and conquer. And you know what that, that general did, who was a king? He forced all his soldiers to get sprinkled upon. He baptized them into Mystery Babylon. Have I got you upset yet? Or have I got you understanding? 
Romans 17, look at verse 9. I mean, yeah, Revelation 17 and verse 9. If you can find Romans 17, you have the wrong book. Revelation 17. In verse 9. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. There's a belief that the city on seven hills will conquer all of the earth. What city in history is built on them? Rome. Rome. Isaiah 21.9, referring to the original Babylon, says this, and I'm going to jump to the other part of the message. If you want some more information on this woman, Jezebel, you can find it in Matthew 13 and verse 33. She's a woman. She has leaven. And in the Bible, leaven is what? False doctrine. And she has meal. And she spreads it in the meal of the children of the kingdom. Isaiah 21.9, And behold, here cometh a chariot of men with a couple of horsemen. And he answered and said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And all her graven images and her gods hath he broken unto the ground. Pagan Rome was a great worshiper of false gods. They, they adopted some of the, the Greek gods and gave them Roman names. But you know, they worshipped Mercury. Mm-hmm. They worshipped Zeus. A bunch of, the, of gods. And they had all these statues in pagan Rome. Now those statues are statues supposedly of Peter and Paul and some of the other apostles. If you're a Catholic, you know what it means when it talks about we don't worship them, but we venerate the saints. Now what I can say, if you don't understand this stuff, ask Mike Viscom. I'll get even with him. Okay. There's a very good thing about this, though. There's going to come a day and age when the harlot will be taken down. Do not get involved in ecumenicism. Don't spend a lot of time... Now, listen... What's one of the major decisions it's going to come out of, they said possibly this week or next week, from the your Supreme Court of the United States of America? Overturning what? Do you know who's been a very strong proponent of having it overturned and has also fought very hard? Roman Catholic Church. Many other so-called Christian churches. Sanctity of life is very important. I'm telling you, Life begins at conception. Don't believe me? Ask Pastor Kenny where to look it up. I've been at a pro-life rally before, and I'm sitting there with 
Roman Catholics and Presbyterians and Methodists and Pentecostals. I want you to know something. I don't care what they say. If they're in agreement with something, I have to deal with that. Because be in the world but not of the world. So they have some very, very good stands. Do you know that Catholicism believes in the Godhead? The Trinity? But you know, you know who they believe is co-equal with Jesus Christ? If you drive on Taft Road, at least it used to be there, I don't know if it still is, not too far from North Med Center, because I went in there after one of my surgeries coming out, and I said, I've got to go look at this place. It was called the Marion Center. And it was a Catholic owned and run, and the whole thing was about that, showing the teaching of the veneration of Mary, mother of God, the queen of heaven. That's her titles. I always find it interesting when, when Mary came to Jesus, she came to him and he says, woman, what do you want? <laughs> I've led Catholics to the Lord just by taking them, showing them the fact that although Mary was a virgin, she knew she needed a Savior. If you don't know where it is, look it up. You can see when it's talking about Mary. You say, why this is important? I went on a mission trip to Mexico. I was called a communist subversive for handing out tracts at the statue at the top of a mountain of Cristo del Rey. And people were on their knees bleeding. Mexican, sincere people without Christ. Going up one step at a time on their knees, saying the rosary every step up. You know what's interesting? You know who also has the same number of beads on their, their, their worship thing as Roman Catholicism, the rosary beads, Muslims, prayer beads. Don't believe me? Don't have to believe me. Look it up. Why? Why? Why is it important? Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And there's no Holy Mother Church. And I got saved out of a church that said salvation is found in the church because she is mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots. And she tries to draw everybody else into her. So she adopts practices from other pagan religions, puts a Christian name on it, and then they practice it. There's no such thing as purgatory in your Bible. That's taken from a pagan practice. There's no such thing as calling a minister father in the Bible that was taken from Babylonian worship and also Egyptian worship, which is an offshoot of that because it's a mystery. It's been around. Okay? And it takes on very different forms. In America, it's very ecumenical, but not in third world countries. People are still being martyred by this church in countries that it has 
the vast control of. But you just don't hear about that. But you can find out that information. Revelation 18. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having a great power, and the earth was lightened with, lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, has become a habitation of devils, in the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. You can study out unclean and hateful birds in your Bible. You know what that's making reference to? Unclean spirits. Don't believe me? Study it out. For all the nations have drunk, see it's talking about the, the horror of Revelation 17. Not a separate economic Babylon. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out from her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, that ye receive not her plagues. Now, before I go any farther, go to 1 Corinthians. Excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. People try to apply, apply this only to get married to unsaved people. There's so much more than that. Christians should not marry unsaved people. If two unsaved people get married, one gets saved, you try to lead the other to the Lord. A Christian who marries an unsaved person is backslidden. And they need to lead the other person to the Lord. doesn't mean the other person can't get saved. doesn't mean the person who married them can't get right with God. They can. Because if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God wants a right relationship. Doesn't doesn't take away your salvation. Just means you're not doing what God would have you to do. Verse 14, And be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What hath communion... What, what commun- and what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? An infidel, in the Bible, the New Testament, is someone who denies the doctrine of Jesus Christ. He's an unbeliever. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. If you're saved, you are the temple of the living God. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. And as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. See, and it's interesting, and it needs, you need to understand that. It's taking place. That's a spiritual application. Because in Revelation, when it talks about coming out of her, if you're saved... You're not there. You're already gone. I don't want to argue, well, I don't believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. You don't have to agree with me. I'll tell you there's three of them. Don't believe me? Look it up. They're not all for the same people either. Okay? Some people, well, it's a post-tribulation rapture. Well, there's one of those two. There's a mid-trip. Oh, there's one of those two. You just got to know who's going up when. God's a good traffic controller. We're not going to run to each other. It's a bad joke. Okay. It's a religious city. And God's judging them. 
For all the nations of, uh, verse, verse 3 of 18, all the nations are drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. I still don't understand why heads of, of corporations and heads of nations travel to Rome and then bow down in obeisance before the Pope on his throne, and he extends his hand out and they kiss his ring. American presidents have done that. They look for a viewing or a meeting with the Pope. And I heard another voice from heaven crying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her inequities. Reward her even as she rewarded you. Double unto her, double according to her works. See, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. In the cup which she hath filled with filled to her double, how much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her, and she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. There is a do you realize that Rome is the capital of what country? Italy. But within Rome is another country. Do you know that the country within Rome, Vatican City, is richer than Italy and Spain and Greece and France all put together? It's a little country. They got money. Am I saying they never do charitable works around the world? Why doesn't some of that money go that way? There are sincere people who are sincerely wrong trying to help the poor, the starving. And they're religious. And they're sincere in it. But they're sincerely wrong and they need Jesus Christ. And the message they need is not found in the church. It's found in Jesus Christ. You say, why are you adamant about this? Do you know who the hardest person is on anybody who smokes? Is an ex-smoker. You know the person who's hardest and demands more of drug addicts? An ex-drug addict. You know the person who's hardest on a person who drinks? More blunt, more direct? And the problems of it? It's an ex-alcoholic. Well, I'm an ex-Catholic. I got saved from that. You can get saved from any sin. I got saved out of Roman Catholicism. So if I'm a little hard, okay. See, this city is not just a commercial city. It's a religious city, and it's double. It's the habitation of devils and every foul spirit and every caged and unclean hateful bird. And I'm going to move along quickly here. In verse, Revelation 18 and verse 2, it's a filthy city. In Revelation 18 and verse 3, it's a drunken city. In Revelation 18 and verse 19, it's a commercial city. It's rich. You can buy statues all over this world. I don't mean to pick on anybody. I used to laugh. It was important. We never did it. My father wanted to, but he had, we had too many kids like a good Catholic family. Okay? I'm one of eight children. That's one way the church kept growing. 
Okay, so we turn around with it. We never could afford the, uh, <laughs> the veneration of Mary that my father wanted before he got saved. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? It's the, it's the half-buried cast-iron bathtub with Mary underneath it. It's Mary in the bathtub. And Mary, we, I used to say Mary on the half-shell. That gets people upset. It was a worship of that thing. My daughter-in-law got saved out of her family. used to pass around their special statues from family to family to family of the, the, the Filipino people. Where she lived in Texas, they shared them because they wanted the blessing of God from the Roman Catholic Church in their home. And they got to keep these little idol statues. It's a pagan city in Revelation 18.4. It has a cup in Revelation 18.6. It's a proud city. Look at verse 7. How much has she glorified who? And lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she has said in her heart, I sit a queen and no widow and shall see no sorrow. It's a popular city, verse 9, and the kings of the earth who have committed fornication with her and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. See, her judgment comes before the judgment of the Antichrist. Much understand that. It's a mighty city in verse 10. Standing afar off in fear of her torment, saying, Alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, is in one hour... For in one hour thy judgment is come. So it's a mighty city. In verse 12, you see that it's a rich city. The merchandise of gold, silver, precious stones, pearls, fine linen, purple and silk and scarlet, all things and all thion wood, and all manner of vessels of ivory, and all manner of vessels of most precious wood, and of brass, and of, mar and of iron, and of marble. Look at verse 13. And of cinnamon, and odors, and ointments, and frankincense, and wine, and oil, and fine flour, and wheat, and beast, and sheep, and horses, and chariots, and slaves, and what? Isn't that interesting? Souls of men. You see, it's accursed. It's under the wrath of Almighty God in Revelation 18.5. In Revelation 18.21, what you see is the city is doomed. The mighty angel took a stump of stone, a great millstone, and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus were the violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. My father, before he got saved, you know he was taught, and he saw it in the 60s, it was, it was Bishop Pike, I think. Trying to think of the no, it's not. Bishop, I can't think of which Catholic bishop it was. He said, "Give me a child, into the age of seven, and they'll be a Catholic for life." They indoctrinated early. That's why you need, if you're saved, you need to teach your children the truth early. It's a doomed city, and it's cursed. And they, in Revelation eighteen three and four, they have drunk. The wine of her drunk her fornication on all the cities. It's a universally accepted religion. It's around the world. It's around the world. Come ye out of her, my people. He's speaking to the Jews. I've given you a read you Second Corinthians six. We need to understand you're not to compromise. Christians, 
we're continually compromising our beliefs. You need to stick with what God's Word says. You can't change that. You know what, as a church, what our cry needs to be to all the lost? They had a little bit of a rough day yesterday. With my knee and my back the way it is, I normally go and stand on a street corner and preach. There was only three men and my wife in a swiggle yesterday. Some people couldn't make it. The people have been sick. They've been busy, I know. But there ought to be more there. Okay? There needs to be more there. Handing out tracts. And it was about two-thirds negative, one-third positive. One lady got very extremely upset with Brother James on the street corner, and I was just glad he dealt with her before Judy got to be able to give her a track. She was not a happy lady. They don't like hearing it. They say, you shouldn't do that. You have your religion, I have mine. You want to have had him told me? Would you please take this? This, this will tell you how you can have eternal life, how you can know you go to heaven when you die. I don't have need that I'm a Catholic. Do you know what Catholics don't know? They don't know for sure they're going to heaven when they die. But they'll hide in it today. And I want you to understand, you know what our cry to the unsaved should be? Come out from among her. It's a dead religion. And come to Jesus. I didn't say come to Emmanuel Baptist Bible Church. I'd like you to come. But that's not going to save you. In Revelation 18, 5 and 6, you see that God sees all the sin. Right? For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Everything is naked unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. He sees it. Reward her even as she rewarded you double unto her du- and double unto her double according to her works in the cup which she hath filled to her double. Revelation 17, verse 4, And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. She's fallen. I said to you earlier, and I talked about the Marian Center. That's because Roman Catholicism teaches you that Mary is co-equal with Jesus Christ. That she's the co-mediatrix that you can come to her for salvation. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You still with me? This city is a queen. That's Holy Mother Church. Jeremiah 7, verse 18, The child shall gather wood, and the father kindle the fire, and the woman knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto other gods, that they may provoke me to anger. Revelation 17 and verse 8. And the beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit. You can find who that's going to be. Uh, He's got a name with 13 letters in it. Okay. Jesus called him a devil. That's a different message. On the Antichrist. Come out of the bottom's pit and go into perdition. See, he was and is not and shall be. He was at the time of Christ at the writing of the book of Revelation. Or around that time. And then he wasn't. But he's going to be again. 
You know, they that dwell on the earth shall wonder in whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, and they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. Okay? So, you, isn't it crazy when you see that? He's riding on a scarlet colored beast. He makes a deal with the harlot, and then he judges her. Don't believe me? Read 17 and 18. Verse 8 of Revelation chapter, or verse 7 of Revelation chapter 18. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously, so, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow and shall see no sorrow. What happens? Therefore shall her plagues come, verse 8 of 18. In one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be able to be burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God which judgeth her. Now look at Revelation 17 and verse 16. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. One day. One day. Burned with fire. Verse 10 of Revelation 18. Standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. You find that in verse 17. For in one hour so great riches has come to naught, and every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors and as many as trade by the sea stood afar off. In verse 19, And they cast the dust on their heads and cried, weeping, alas, wailing, alas, alas, that great city wherein made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness. For in one hour she is made desolate. You see, you know why? Because her priorities were found in verses 11 through 13. Where does she put her priorities? You look at the list in verse 11. Verse 12. What's the first thing on the list? The merchandise of what? Next thing is silver. Next thing is precious stones. The next thing is pearls. The next thing is fine linen. The next thing is purple and silk and scarlet and thiam wood and vessels of ivory and vessels of precious wood and of brass, and of iron, and of marble, and of cinnamon, and of odors, and of frankincense, and wine, and of oil, and fine flour, and wheat, and beasts, and sheep, and horses, and chariots, and slaves. What's the last thing on that list? Souls of men. How does rat poison work? I've told you before, it's 97% filler and green food, good for the rat, and 3% poison. But what happens every time? Do you know that it tells us that Satan shall appear as an angel of light and his ministers as ministers of righteousness? Say, why? I want you to understand. Do you know what the problem with American Bible-believing Christianity is? compromise today. Be careful. Who are you compromising with?
What cities like unto that city? Verses 14 through 19. They rejoice over her. The heaven and thou heaven and apostles and prophets. God hath avenged you on her. The apostles and the prophets. Revelation 18 and verse 21. And the mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. We're going to turn one more place. Matthew 21. Does anything about a millstone sound familiar to you? Jesus is speaking in Matthew 21 and verse 42. And Jesus said unto them, Did ye never read the Scriptures? That's the problem that brings about compromise. Well, I think, well, I feel, well, I believe. No. What does God say? And Jesus said, Did ye never read the Scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and is marvelous in our eyes. What's the chief cornerstone? Who's the chief cornerstone? Jesus Christ. Therefore I say unto you, the kingdom of God should be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth fruits thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone, you fall on Jesus, shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him into powder because the cornerstone becomes a millstone. Verses 22 through 24, we find that Mystery Babylon is totally gone. Not now, but it will be in the tribulation. Please stand. Say, what does this have to do with me? Are you here today trusting in your religion to save you? Only Jesus Christ can save you. Are you afraid to offend your relatives who are maybe in Mystery Babylon saying, well, they'll be angry with me. They won't talk to me. Well, I'm sorry. If someone's house is on fire, I'm going to bang on the door until I can get them away and tell them, come out, come out, come out. The house is on fire. Because if you don't, you're going to burn up and die. When you know the truth and you do it in a loving manner, you can tell them, come out, come out, come out, because your house is on fire. And you don't need to pay to make the horror richer. You don't need to light candles to get your relatives out of a place that the Bible says doesn't exist. You don't need to do those things. You need to give them the truth of the Gospel. And we're admonished to go into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. We're admonished to tell them the truth, the simplicity. Do you notice in preaching this message, I covered a lot of complicated things. I could go back and give you verses in Isaiah and in Jeremiah. Verses farther back than that. For the sake of time, I didn't do that. All talking about Babylon and the mystery of it. And how the compromise and the ecumenicism that is so much today's churches is what's condemning people to a devil's hell. Paul Victor is going to be preaching to over 2,000 people. You know, some of them will be nominal Catholics 
because Catholicism has a good foothold in India. They see Catholics saved over there by preaching Jesus. Are you willing to tell those that you say you love the truth in love so they can come out from amidst of Mystery Babylon? Are you compromising at work? You're compromising with your neighbors? You're compromising with people around you? Are you afraid of offending them? We need to see them as God sees them. And they need to come out from among her. And you don't even have to believe me, but if you do enough studying, you'll find Catholicism tied with all the major religions that teach salvation is by works. Even the one that worships Allah. There's a connection. Do you know the truth? Because the truth will make you free. If you've got loved ones who are in her, maybe you need to come to this altar and pray for God to take the blinders from their eyes so they can see. If you've been holding back, speaking to them, giving them a track, because you just want to go along to get along, you need to understand her judgment will come. So many people continue in their sin because judgment doesn't come speedily. And they prevail, they, they prevail upon the patience the long-suffering of God, and then it's eternally too late. God speaking to your heart this morning. Maybe you need to come. I've got one brother now and his wife who don't know Jesus Christ as a Savior. I had years when they wouldn't speak to me because of it. Now, almost all of my brothers and sisters, my father got saved, my mother was saved, before me. I've got one brother and I still tell him of Christ. Do you? Maybe you need to come and be less afraid of the world and more willing to stand for the one who saved you. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we can find the truth of Mystery Babylon and Father, this is not an easy message and it can be offensive to people who are trusting in religion and not in Jesus Christ. I ask you just bless this invitation hymn, speak to hearts. If there's someone here without Christ today, we pray today could be the day of salvation for them. And we ask you work as only you can that we might leave this place and give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. For it's in Jesus' name. Amen.